0: Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast.
1: I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists in the clinical supervision.
0: And we're here to debunk myths and deliver truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome.
1: So willingness.
0: Yes. What
1: the hell does that mean? We're talking about willingness. Yes. On the podcast yes. today.
0: Willingness is the quality or state of being prepared to do something or readiness.
1: Okay. So the quality or state of being prepared Prepared to do something something. or readiness. Readiness. And we're talking about that in the context of a relationship. So for this discussion today, let's flesh that out. What do we mean for today's podcast about willingness in a relationship?
0: So what we mean by willingness, not only is the readiness and preparedness, like what we call the operational definition. Mm-hmm. You can have the label for it, but what does that actually mean in yeah. real life? And then what are some things that people can do to show willingness, mm. even if it's scary or mm. they don't want to. Yeah. So that's kind of our plan for today.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I, I was going to add after it. you. Will, oh, sir. Look, 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 oh, I appreciate your manners. Uh, no, I, I think in, when I apply the definition of willingness into a relationship, Prepared and ready Mm -hmm. comes to mind. So I am prepared to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. That means to me an individual aspect. So I'm prepared Mm -hmm. and I'm ready, which means I am available to be in relationship. Yes. So prepared and ready. I'm willing to do this. I've done my stuff and I'm saying yes and to my partner.
0: Right. So that is the basic foundational quality that most, what I see at least, most Long-lasting, fulfilling relationships have willingness yes. in their foundation. Yeah, There's a piece of being ready. Mm-hmm. Like you can be ready to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have time, space, whatever mm-hmm. else. If you're not willing mm-hmm. to be in a relationship, that's one area, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to cover that today necessarily, yes. but that would be more of a... I just got hurt. I don't want to get in a relationship again and this and that. I'm ready to do some parts of the relating and dating, but yeah. I don't want to do the whole kit and caboodle, right? Yeah. So when I when I bring up willingness, I think it's the most important trait that your partner can have. Mm. Aside from the trust, loyalty, and other ones we've talked about mm-hmm. in previous episodes, being prepared to do something and readiness is one of the best gifts that you can give to your partner.
1: So we've talked about what this abstract, right. di- or not really abstract, but a clear definition yes. of how it applies to relationship Let's paint a picture of what it, what does that actually look like in a relationship? Mm -hmm. So Talia, what would you say, give some examples of what willingness looks like in a relationship?
0: Okay. Um, um, Can I give a personal example? Yeah, of Um, course. The best kind of example. Um, So a personal example um, of just one of the many reasons why I love my partner dearly. I call them speed bump versus roadblock. (laughs) Do my partner and I both view a blip in our relationship as like, oh, we can get over it? Or is Mm -hmm. it like, boom, this is a wall in the road? We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness we both viewed whatever had happened as a speed bump. But it took me being willing to calm down my own anxious attachment and take a breath and give language that was calm to describe to him what was going on for me, Mm -hmm. still be willing to hear what was going on for him. I needed him to be willing to read an article that I sent him. He happened to be willing to do it. He read it. It guided our conversation so that we were both willing to be like, okay, I see what went wrong in this. I see what went wrong in this conflict. How do we prevent it from happening again? Mm -hmm. And we were both willing to meet in the middle Mm -hmm. with our own stuff. Yeah. So I, he put his stuff aside he, I put my stuff aside. We both prioritized mm-hmm. the relationship and then we were able to move forward. Yeah. So we were willing to move forward. Yeah.
1: Uh, wonderful case example. That's right. actually you and your partner. Yes. <laughs> um, I love you. <laughs> we love you. It's okay. Uh, what I heard though is um, multiple examples of willingness within that case example with you two. Yes. One being a willingness to engage in relationship instead of an individual issue instead of yeah yeah. so it's like hey i'm going to be willing Mm -hmm. to continue to live in a life of relationship there's Mm -hmm. a willingness there to instead of holding up in yourself a willingness to hear your partner's request for something in this case going to read an article but a willingness to a listen Mm -hmm. and then a willingness b to take action based on a request right I think there's a number of other examples in willingness. I probably missed some in, mm-hmm. in your in your specific example too, too. <laughs> uh, but willingness to be present. Yes, uh, we already talked about willingness to listen, and also willingness to share. Right. The point is a willingness in listening and sharing is uh, communing together, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's examples of willingness, like willingness to um, be wrong. Is a big one in a relationship: and uh, a willingness to be skeptical, mm-hmm. a willingness to um, share your needs and prioritize your needs, and then at other times a willingness to hear your partner's needs and do that. The whole point is, you're saying yes. Yes, you're saying I'm in relationship and I am shifting my focus yeah. away from how do I live just my life, mm-hmm. but how to live my life and, mm-hmm. be, in yeah. a, and, and be in partnership.
0: Yeah. Being prepared yeah. and ready. Yeah. It's the willingness yeah. piece. Yeah. We have to be prepared and ready. And I, I like to say, you know, I know how to date, you know how to date. It is an obligation in a loving way yeah. to teach your partner how to be mm-hmm. in relation with you mm-hmm. specifically because mm-hmm. they don't know what it's like to date you specifically. Yeah. They just have experience with dating mm-hmm. in general. Oh, well, let's say there was an age old rule. You have to get somebody flowers. You have Mm -hmm. to be willing and ready that flowers are part of the courting, part of the relationship. Okay, Mm -hmm. but what if I like peonies Mm -hmm. and the girl you dated before likes tulips? Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to adapt Mm -hmm. and reframe Mm -hmm. what's going on for you to apply it to your current partner.
1: And that brings me, uh, that makes me think of another willingness for, uh, you know, a a 20 year marriage. Yeah. Because we all change throughout time. And so a willingness to, adapt to change and to grow with your partner yes. whatever that might be so it could have been that tulips used to be the favorite flower but now they're daisies mm-hmm. 20 years later because guess what People we're humans change. we yeah. change our ideas yeah i mean i'll always love spider-man don't get me wrong yeah, however yeah. sometimes i might be into batman a little bit more it's yeah. just gonna happen um I think that's though a good uh i mean there's 20 bazillion more examples of willingness in relationship i hope that gives listeners an idea of what we're talking about with willingness Mm -hmm. i'm curious what uh, let's talk about the barriers to willingness what might be going on for people when they're noticing they're not in that place Mm -hmm. uh so we can understand uh why someone may not be struggling with being willing in their relationship and then let's wrap up with also okay cool how do we infuse willingness what are some tips and tricks to like get past those barriers and or just um, you know juice up your relationship with more willingness
0: yeah barriers to willingness would be selfishness for sure Mm -hmm. not having insight not having done the individual work and knowing Mm -hmm. what you want Mm -hmm. so even if your partner is prepared and willing to give you what you want if you don't know what that is that's going to be a big barrier, really right? Hard. Like, yeah. We've heard that in couples all the time. Just yeah. tell me what you want. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Whose fault is that? Both. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, not a, it's not a blame game. So selfishness for one. Mm-hmm. The second one would be not having done the individual work. And I think the final, the final barrier that I would put on the list of willingness is people got into a relationship before they were actually ready, mm-hmm. and they're now facing the reality of, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be blank, mm-hmm. different in some way. Mm-hmm. Those would be my top coming, three yeah. barriers. Yeah. What about um, you?
1: Uh, I look for me. I always think about core emotions, and I think the the big three come up right away. I think about willingness, hurt, fear, and safety. Uh, that's not um, safety is an emotion, mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of aligned with hurt. What I've noticed in my work with couples is that when there's a deep fear, uh, a deep hurt, or something isn't safe, that's when we retreat into ourselves instead of staying in relationship. And what we're talking about is a willingness to stay in relationship. Um, so I think the one for most people to relate to is hurt and resentment, because people get what it means to like resent someone from just like a one-time action or over the course of many years, I am so worn down by that thing you do all the time. And uh, resentments, I've probably said on this podcast before, it's a should on top of a hurt. A should is a judgment. We're not going to go into that today. But there's a hurt there. Something sucked that hurt me. And it sucks so much, I haven't been able to let it go, thus resentment. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that being said, with this example... For people who are noticing this barrier, I'm not willing to um, share with my partner what's going on with me because last time I did that, my partner ignored me. Mm -hmm. That was hurtful. Boom. Mm -hmm. I have a resentment. I'm not willing to honor my partner's request because the last time I did that thing my partner wanted me to do, um, I just felt... Uh, undervalued or taken for granted that hurt and it's still there boom I still have a resentment uh, which means those past experiences yes. those past hurts are barriers yes. to finding that willingness mm-hmm. what's unfortunate is that's a self-fulfilling prophecy right. or maybe cyclical in that like the once you get to that place of resentment and it's hurt and it keeps willingness from being there uh, you're not going to find more willingness later on no. you have to make a conscious choice to no. go you know what I'm hurt and I would argue, talk about and be willing to process that hurt with your partner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then when that hurt has finally been resolved, then you can start practicing willingness again. Yes, uh, you know that—that's more hurt. Again, I think if you're looking at um, a barrier to well, willingness, you're looking at hurt, fear, and and a safety issue. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. And so I kind of want uh, just real quick to see if I can. This is a theory, by the way. I'm just like talking out of like. Some of my therapy speak. I've never applied it to willingness before. So Talia, ask, give me a scenario where someone has, you know, a partner isn't engaging in willingness, either both or one or the other. And I'm going to see if I can attribute one of those core emotions to it.
0: Okay. Um, Partner, they are unwilling to do something? Yeah,
1: yeah. Give me an example of where they're struggling to find willingness to be engaged. So I want to find the barrier of what that is.
0: Couple who disagrees over amount of substance use and one partner is unwilling to
1: cut down on weed or alcohol or whatever got it okay so you have um a partner uh, a partnership uh one partner is using weed you said Mm -hmm. and the other partner feels like it's too much Mm
0: -hmm. uh
1: the first partner who's using the weed doesn't and isn't willing to honor uh their partner's request to, to tone it down yes okay so safety fear or hurt
0: for the unwilling participant. yeah we're talking about I the person who's
1: let's go with the 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 person who's enjoying the use fear, of weed probably. and is unwilling to honor their partner's request
0: from for, for my say, yeah, experience yeah. i would say fear
1: uh-huh.
0: not that i'm that partner but in times yeah, yeah. i've worked with couples like yeah, this yeah, yeah, i would yeah. say it's fear yeah the unwilling partner is afraid of not having that as a crutch
1: yeah i i think that could be easily Yeah, I totally agree, 100%. I don't even have to reiterate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There could be hurt there, too, where when the request from one partner to cut down, the partner using weed might have been like, I don't think this is a problem. And if anything, you ask me to cut down, makes me feel like less of a person that I'm not good enough for you. Mm -hmm. So therefore, instead of hearing maybe some helpful feedback or a genuine request, boom, hurt, defense. I'm not willing to take that because that would mean I have to accept that I'm not good enough for you.
0: Right.
1: Um. I think you might even apply safety.
0: Yeah.
1: To uh to either one of the the hurt or fears. Either again, it's not safe to not have that crutch because if I don't use that, all of these um, these emotions might come in, or I have, might have to use my time differently. Whatever the case may yeah. be, that I have to look at something. Mm-hmm. Um. When I mean safety, I tend to mean within the relationship, though. And that goes back to the hurt thing of like, hey, um, it's not safe for me to hear this because, again, that just means I'm not good enough, which means I'm not really going to be involved in the relationship well. Um, Also, it could be whatever the reason for this weed use is, which, by the way, I've been trying not to label whether or not it's appropriate use of weed. We're just saying one partner uses, another partner doesn't like the amount. Mm -hmm. If that's the dynamic within the relationship... And for the partner who's enjoying weed and cuts down, that could change the relationship. It oh, could change how often we work. Now, the partner making the request thinks that's a good thing. Uh, the partner using might go like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this relationship if I don't have my way of coping or mm-hmm. if I really like only like spending time at home with my partner yep. when I can relax with weed. Yep. So that's a huge safety threat.
0: Yeah. That's, I think, again, highlighting the importance of willingness is realizing you have to be willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone when you get into a relationship with someone else, and you have to be willing to prioritize the relationship above all else. Yes. Partner first always. If you both adhere to that Uh all of the time, or almost all of the time, and you ask yourself before you make a decision, is this for the betterment of my relationship and joining Mm -hmm. in my partner... And the answer is yes, like genuinely yes, not like we selfishly delude ourselves to be yeah. like, yeah, this will be great. They're totally love that I cheated on them. Like, no, <laughs> not like that. Uh, we want to make sure we're making relational decisions once we're in a relationship. You have to be willing to not only think about yourself mm-hmm. anymore.
1: I, I, this is where we do have a little disagreement. Yeah, and I say little because I actually all those words I agree with, with an additional idea that it's a it's not always relationship first. I mean, we talked about the hierarchy in an entire podcast. Right. So there is a very complicated balance of tending your needs, knowing yourself and doing your insight. But the reason why it's just a small difference is just more semantics, really. Oftentimes, caring for yourself, articulating your needs and and knowing you is in the interest of the relationship.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree with that. What's the hard
1: skill set is balancing the two. Knowing when... It's time for me to do some self care so sure. that I can come back to the relationship yes. with love and compassion and patience, versus uh, sacrificing your needs and relationship. Oh first no, no, I don't. Which is not mean what that. you're talking no, about. No, yeah, I know you don't. Yeah, I'm just yeah. articulating I appreciate it. the yeah. clarity. Um, and that makes us go to like actually kind of the the, the part of the podcast we want to talk about, which yeah. is okay. So that's willingness. Those are some common barriers that we see from our perspectives. So then, how do couples? Stay engaged in willingness or if they've come up to one of those barriers. Yeah. how do they, you know, make it just a, uh, a Speed bump instead mm-hmm. of a roadblock
0: the primary suggestion I would give is go against everything you've been taught <laughs> And I say that because so many times uh, And I use this example uh, with someone recently mm-hmm. and it's heteronormative but it gets the point across that when you get married men marry women expecting them to never change And women marry men expecting them to change. So if you're not even going in seeing it with, you know, no blinders on who your partner is and you're like, oh, it'll be great. Everything will be different once this next milestone happens with whoever I'm with. You have to go against everything you've been taught, which is don't rock the boat. Don't bring up conflict. Don't do this. Don't take up too much space. Don't be needy. All this stuff. It's like just accept whoever you get and don't rock the boat because... What happens if you don't get another partner mm. and I've heard that from a lot of couples that I've worked with the underlying theme of why well, I don't want to rock the boat
1: mm-hmm.
0: how you doing now mm. <laughs> so you have to be willing to rock the boat you have to be willing to have and you and I have talked about this before have those underlying conversations that could lead to a breakup if it's a genuine loving way and you're stating a need having needs doesn't make you needy mm-hmm. If you're stating a genuine loving way hey this is a standard, this is a no-go for me. Like, I'm willing to compromise to this, but something's got to give. I need a little bit more from your end. I need more consideration, more whatever it is. You need to be willing to meet your partner in the middle. You can't just come up with a request and be like, but I'm not sacrificing anything. Like, willing to come with a compromise and go against everything you've been taught and face your fears of, yeah, you need to have that tough conversation that could lead to a breakup. Because it's probably better that you're not in a relationship with somebody who's unwilling to meet your needs and you have to be willing to share what your needs are Mm -hmm.
1: an important part of willingness is being able to share your needs right and one of your biggest things you've articulated is your willingness to put the relationship first so help me understand how those two are actually working together in this idea of willingness
0: willingness to articulate your needs of like you were talking Mm -hmm. about the core the, maybe the antithesis of those core emotions, not mm-hmm. safety. Everybody wants to feel safety. Yeah. But instead of what would be your opposite of fear? Let's well, we'll start there.
1: Uh, well, feeling safe, but opposite yeah. of fear um, if I'm not scared, I'm excited or okay. content I'm, I'm maybe? Content. Yeah, content. Yeah, so like,
0: yeah. obviously safety, content, yeah. Yeah. trust, and yeah. then the opposite of what was the second one you gave?
1: Well, opposite of hurt is feeling I'm um, connected and, yeah. and loved.
0: Yeah, yeah. so yeah. if you have certain needs yeah. that aren't being met, that are for connectedness safety and feeling like excited or you know jazzed about the relationship that's the time to state those needs like Uh I need you to text me good morning and good night Uh and if your other partner's like oh it's going to be such a drag oh my god but it's for the betterment of the relationship and it ultimately makes your partner happier that's where the balancing of hey this is something I need from you in order to feel present in this relationship can you lean in a little bit towards me and are you willing to compromise maybe your ideal amount of communication, uh-huh. which would be maybe once a week versus mine is seven times a week. Yeah. Are we willing to meet in the middle? So uh-huh. it's being able to hear your partner's needs, uh-huh. how they're stating it matters a lot, right? Yeah. Just saying, oh, I need this from you. would be like, okay, like I need a pony. Where are we going to with this? <laughs> It's being able to state like, why is it important to the relationship? Yeah. Why is what you're needing important to the relationship? And is that partner really the person who has to match your needs? Because mm-hmm. sometimes when we talk it out, we realize like, oh, I haven't been fully authentic with myself. Yeah. I could actually meet this need on my own. Yeah. Thanks for sitting down and talking to me, so I could arrive mm-hmm. at this is something I need to get done mm-hmm. on my
1: own. Mm-hmm. That that's that makes sense to me. Uh, I one of the things as you started that explanation was talking about. Um, You said it so beautifully, but basically everything that you've been taught, throw it away. Do something different.
0: Yeah, go against everything. Go against everything you've
1: been taught. Yeah, thank you. I agree with that. I want to kind of say the same thing, but a little bit differently because I I do think it's worth it. And that is willingness to be skeptical of you and, like, be skeptical of yourself and how you deal with things. Yes. And here's why. I always think about like our greatest skills are also the things that kind of get us into trouble double-edged sword theory there's a lot of things like um, that uh, let's use the need example actually someone who already naturally expresses their needs very well Mm -hmm. adds a lot of value to the relationship it's very positive guaranteed that that person who does that very well also maybe is only looking at their needs or Could be. is o- is over saying, I need this without yep. what you were saying, the good example yeah. of um, going, oh, wait, I can take care of my own that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So being skeptical means going, huh, last time I tried that, we got to some, I, I wasn't super willing to do this other thing. So to facilitate willingness, always be skeptical about your current strategy for dealing with a relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Skeptical doesn't mean, oh, I'm wrong, I'm going to change inherently. It means let me reevaluate with this partner, moment by moment, is this working? Being willing to be wrong doesn't mean I'm going to accept I'm wrong, but being willing to go like, you know what? In this moment, it wasn't really um, relationally sound to, to demand this need of my partner. It's actually caused more distance because that's my go-to. right. Skeptical also means when you take a moment and you go like, no, absolutely. I need to share that need with my partner. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no right or wrong in skepticism. It's just if you, want to, if you want to increase willingness in a relationship, I think you start with increasing skepticism of your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and also even skeptical of your partners and going like, hey, I've always assumed this was a bad thing. Um, maybe I'm going to start being something like, oh, actually, that could be useful. I could be more willing to support my partner in that way. Mm -hmm. So I I just wanted to talk about skepticism and how that can be useful as you practice that in your relationship. Um, Because we do, we just operate on what we've been told and what we've been taught. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's worth going back, as you said, and going, eh, maybe it's not great everything that we've been taught.
0: What we've been taught is kind of don't question anything. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Because I said so, kind Mm -hmm. of. Logic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not anymore. Mm-hmm. If you want your actual needs met into a relationship, mm-hmm. you have to bring up the need you have to address your needs on your own, mm-hmm. bring your needs up to your partner and check in. Mm-hmm. I literally check with my boyfriend once a week. Mm-hmm. What's working for you? Mm-hmm. And it's probably annoying to him at this point, but I love him and he's never said it is. So hmm. <laughs> I don't ask it the same way at the same time, but I do check ins like, is there anything you need from me? Yeah. More or less anything like that. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're doing good.
1: Yeah, I just want to highlight that's a good point to so some of the things I wanna outline for listeners. Regular check ins. Hey, yeah. how are things going? What's going on? That preventative check-in yeah. is really nice to increase willingness yes. in a relationship. Yeah. It allows you, the one do, you know, asking for the check-in, to be more willing to do stuff because you're in a place of compassion when you're asking that. Right. And it allows your partner to have more willingness knowing that you've been attentive. Right. And then when your partner does... Come up against a place where maybe that hurt, fear, or safety is like kind of uh, tickled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, wait a second. No, no, no. We've talked. It's yeah, cool. I'm yes. gonna be willing to lean into that right. and not get you know hold up from this um, hurt, fear, or safety issue. Mm-hmm. So I love that. It's a practical thing. Regular check ins. Once yeah. a week sounds wonderful. Oh yeah. I mean, because I think my therapist hat makes me naturally go. Once a week sounds delicious.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's not too much, and it's enough that not a lot of resentment will have built up uh-huh. if it is. The once a week yeah. but if your partner's willing to ask you that question mm-hmm. and potentially go on the chopping block you yeah. got to be willing to step up and tell the truth mm. of is it working or not
1: yeah which brings me to another practical thing of how to increase willingness when you are more willing your partner will be more willing very true couples get into the cycle with resentment yes of um no i won't change until they change i hate that and guess what It takes one person's leadership to make the entire system change.
0: But like you said, the resentment and stubbornness get in the way. It gets
1: way in the way. And that's what's really hard. So I'm super compassionate. And that's why we do what we do in our offices. Mm -hmm. However, if you're home and and you have some insight here and going, man, I am resentful. And you want to take some control in your relationship. Do your best to set that resentment aside for a short period of time. Right and choose to engage willingly mm-hmm. with your partner. What would the willing version of yourself do? Exactly. If, if you, you didn't stopping. have that resentment, if you could put that resentment and set it in a box, a yes. container, put it on if the you shelf. you were
0: prepared and ready to show up in your relationship, yeah. what would what you would it look doing? like?
1: And if you do that, willingness comes back in spades that way. Mm-hmm. You will start seeing, if you do that just a few times, your partner also softening and being more willing. And then suddenly you might even discover when you check that container on the shelf, that resentment's gone. Mm-hmm. So, practical thing, yeah. you can infuse willingness in the relationship, and the first person to do that will just get the snowball effect going that will just right. add positivity. Right. Another practical thing from this discussion for willingness of, of where to um, give people some uh, insight in what to actually do, yeah. what you're saying is, lean into something you historically haven't wanted to do. Yes. If you want to go like, hey, yes. how do I con- how do I increase willingness or um, combat some of the barriers? Go like, oh, I've I've never right. wanted to express <laughs> my needs. I've never yeah. wanted to put my foot down about this stuff. Well, try what it. you've been doing in the past right. either hasn't been working if you're in conflict, or it's like you're just trying to like improve your relationship. Try something different. Yeah, um, because that'll be your little emotional sensor. Yeah. of where you can increase willingness go like right. in the past i haven't wanted to do this so why not try? so it? i'm gonna try that right and that goes back to my other thing when you infuse one partner with willingness the other one comes back to it your mm-hmm. partner might notice you doing huh you're doing something different mm-hmm. i want some of that goodness that's yeah. making my re- this relationship better i'm gonna do that too yeah and it can be explicit oh yeah there's a lot of awesome times where yep. a partner will be like you know what i know i've never really done this and i still don't like it <laughs> But I listened to this podcast, (laughs) and I'm going to try to be a little willing to do something I haven't done in the past. In this case, I'm going to put my foot down on this. It matters to me. Right. And your partner could be like, holy moly, I never even knew that. That's the piece
0: of willingness is you have to give them the opportunity to have informed consent. Yeah. Right? If your partner has no clue that this is a standard for you, you don't then get to be like, how could you not know? Because your partner's going to be like, you never told me. Oh, you're right. There you go. I'm willing to tell you. Yeah. You're willing to listen. Yeah. So, and now I'm willing to see where it goes from here.
1: And then again, you yeah, check the container and that resentment's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, if your so partner doesn't cool know oprah.
0: something about you, it's your job. You have to be willing to mm-hmm. tell them. Yeah. So ob- obviously we've talked about timing and everything mm-hmm. of disclosures, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty yeah. good, it's a pretty great thing to be able to trust in your partner and share yeah. something with them. And they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I never knew that about you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I'll keep it in mind.
1: Yeah. Uh, What other, I'm just racking my brain, I'm curious, what other, uh, ideas do you have for listeners, um, about how they can increase willingness, um, for themselves or for within the relationship or ways to combat some of the barriers of willingness in a relationship? Um, I have like some practical stuff that I I do with like communication skills training with some couples. Um, at the end of the day, I think willingness is an expression of positivity, when, when that might be another barrier actually negativity is a barrier to willingness so when couples are in a place of I feel positive mm-hmm. and I feel good about the relationship I'm more willing to do stuff so if you're noticing that um, you'd like to infuse more positivity into your relationship with the goal of increasing willingness um, I tell so many couples increase your appreciation statements um, yes. I make it super explicit uh, with some couples like three times a day you say I appreciate blank right um because of how important infusing that positivity because yeah. couples are always surprised like oh my gosh i actually do appreciate these things about mm-hmm. my partner yeah. i've just chosen to just focus on some of these other items that Negative aren't as positive override, yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it happens yeah um such so just one thing i was thinking about as an actual practical thing yeah. people can do uh to increase willingness The next one coming to my mind, and we're wrapping up um, in in just a few minutes. Willingness can be, as we mentioned, um, scary, or that's a barrier to willingness. Yeah. So if you're scared of something, whatever it is, attune to it, and then you can either take your responsibility individually to um, have courage through that fear, right? or... Be willing to share that fear with your partner, and then your partner can support you through the fear. That's for the specific stuff when fear is right. the barrier to is willingness. Barrier. Um, is you know I, that can be true for all of the the core examples we were giving that are the barriers. Mm-hmm. Know what that barrier is. F- discover that, and either process it by yourself if that's appropriate, or make the call that hey, now that I know this is why I'm right. not super willing right. to do whatever, let me. Um, deputize my partner, lasso that yeah. person up, whoosh, get over here yeah. and support you in whatever that underlying barrier is. So at the end of the day, yeah. that's what this is all about. Willingness. Yeah. Here we described what willingness is, some of the barriers, and hopefully you have some takeaways and more insight into uh, how to deal with willingness and infuse that into your relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Until next time.
1: Until next time. Shoot us an email. Send us a Instagram, DM on Instagram. The Couples Guide Podcast. Couples Guide Podcast. Check us out. Subscribe. Like. Send some comments. Oh, yeah. And share uh, it to your friends. If you do send us an email, Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. If you have questions about your relationship yes. or just want some relationship advice in general, we're here for you. We're your people. It's complicated. <laughs>